Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. I do have a very special guest. His name is Justin. And um, yeah, I can't wait to actually uh, pick your brain about comic books and stuff. Um, Justin is a writer uh, for the Vault series, uh, Finger Guns, uh, which is uh, based about mental health, um, also Silent Night. And um, Justin Richards, uh, to get your full name in, um, you know, if you don't mind, can you uh, talk a little bit about uh, those comics? Yeah, hey, uh, thanks for having me. I always appreciate being on. Um, my name's Justin. Uh, I'm a non-binary comic writer. Uh, you can call me they, them, or he, him, either one. Uh, those comics are something I'm really proud of. I focus a lot on mental health, like you said. Um, Finger Guns wasn't set out to be that necessarily, but it did end up going into that just kind of naturally. And uh, it's a book I'm really proud of. It deals with a lot of heavy subjects, and um, I've had people tell me that it's helped them out in a lot of ways. And so... Yeah, I just really love that book. And then A Silent Night was something incredibly personal about my anxiety and depression. And I was able to partner with the ADAA to help get the word out even better. And yeah, we fundraised that. And now we're here doing another one. <laughs> I just, um, you know, with dealing with mental health, um, I'm uh, on the heavier anxiety side. So, um, being a content creator like how do you deal how do you handle all of that like what's your process yeah i mean some days it's failing and it's you know you don't get to deal with it sometimes it's it's a losing battle but that's kind of i think the biggest weapon for me in the battle against mental health has been just acknowledging that it's okay and you know realizing that i'm far from alone in that battle that lots of people deal with it lots of people you know deal with it um it, it's just something that's you know it's been stigmatized for so long and people don't want to admit it or don't even know that they have it and so it's just an important subject and so i know that when it comes to dealing with it it's you know you got to kind of take it one day at you know as cheesy as it sounds one day at a time and just do what you can and so i've learned to like take more happiness out of like a small victory i guess is a good is a way i could put it mm -hmm. um like giving myself smaller goals and and being happy when i reach those or when i even make a good attempt at it things like that okay and um, why? Uh, and I do want to talk about you know your Kickstarter and like your new project coming up. But um, why? Why do you think uh, in our society, our culture, it's like so hard to, you know, deal with these issues and actually openly talk about anxiety and you know everything going on? Yeah, I mean, it's really just a matter of destigmatizing it over you know such a long period of time that it had a ne negative stigma attached to it uh you know people would send people to very bad places for for talking about mental health not that long ago unfortunately um so i think that's probably 
a big part of it is it's just like it's finally a part uh, we're living in a world where with digital media and stuff like it's a lot easier to talk to more people and to find content that relates to you and it's finally just i would say even in the last five years has been a really big boom of of uh, talking about mental health in a positive way and and you know doing stories in media around those topics and doing them in a positive light and highlighting it and making people realize that it's okay okay awesome thank you um also, um, do you, I know there's been a couple of characters where, um, you know, mainstream characters that are coming out with these issues. Do you think maybe we would have uh, gotten, you know, a different view on it um, if these characters or like these issues were acknowledged with those specific characters, you know, a couple of years earlier? Or what do you think the response would have been like or would be like? That's a, it's hard to say really, because the times, you know, it's, it's hard to, to judge what would happen depending on what time it happened in. But I think that the more things are talked about openly and positively and, and objectively, then the more understood it can be and the more accepted it can become. And so even in harder times, you know, like let's use the fifties or something, or even World War II you know 1940s um if if it was a if it was thought of and and allowed and and brought out into the open i do think it would have an impact because no matter what the mainstream says about something you know uh some individual somewhere is gonna see that and respond to it or relate to it and so yeah it could always have an impact no matter how slight or how different it might have been I think it would always be a good thing. Gotcha. And the only reason I bring it up is um, because, I mean, you're a comic creator. Um, I'm a big Batman fan. And, you know, uh, when you really get down to the nitty gritty, it's just um, a lot of these Batman villains have gone through some, you know, hardships. If somebody actually would have listened to them, like they could have been rehab, you know, rehab, rehabilitated, you know, um, to be not villains and so um i think you know in some sort like you know if you use nowadays if you use some of those characters those villains again going back to the mainstream like put you know a positive spin on it and like it could work (laughs) yeah if we just made arkham asylum like updated you know because there's always the ongoing joke of batman you know why why doesn't he kill his his villains he just locks them up and then they escape and it's the same thing over and over again you know aside from editorial decisions <laughs> uh yeah it'd be interesting to see like if arkham were modernized into like an actual mental health facility instead of like a villainous crazy house right <laughs> that would be an interesting take and and an interesting way to explore like what could happen with the villains that way exactly we're getting there you know there's there's slight you know, I don't think anybody's like up gone to update Arkham, but even like the Harley Quinn show, have you watched that? Like, oh, I yeah. love that show, dude. Oh, it's so <laughs> good. And like, you know, Harley Quinn is our protagonist in that. And like, she's a psychiatrist, you know, technically. And like, I love it when they do that. Like, there's 
references throughout the show of like as a psychiatrist i would say this is projecting you know this or this yeah it's just not a healthy way to express yeah it's yeah it's fun i mean the in the pilot you have uh poison ivy like hey this used to be you and like this is where you're at now so like how would you you know reference that like what's going on now yeah it's great i love the writing on that show i hope it gets 10 more seasons I already got renewed uh, renewed for fourth, so awesome. That's good. Yeah, and it every every week this time, like I like to sometimes let things build up and then binge them in like yeah. binges. But this one's been a, a weekly. Oh, it's Thursday. Better there turn on. <laughs> no, with this one the way it is, like you can't just hey, you know, I'm gonna wait for it to come out. I'm not waiting ten, ten weeks. We're watching it now. <laughs> yeah, uh, and like bane in that show is the best and like the the pit episode where where he loses it yeah they explore like the prison uh industrial prison complex and stuff through the hole in the ground the pit i love it i'm gonna blow up gotham stadium (laughs) yeah he's the best yeah he has the best call anything he does either the best lines or the best callbacks to like the movies or like other shows that, yeah like the animated series that he's been a part of i was like yes <laughs> so good yeah um and i i mean i'm just uh, a music buff um and we'll get into your show after this question i swear um no so worries. everything is different now so i just sorry that was my dog uh he he likes to eat and get the zoomies when I'm doing interviews, so I do apologize. No but I've got too. I understand. <laughs> but with everything is different now, um, as rage-filled uh, collection of comic stories that you know uh, you're being a part of. Um, again, silly question, um, but you know, were you influenced by like any Rage Against the Machine songs or like any? Uh, particular like musical artists that helped inspire this oh absolutely um music is in a lot of what i do you know i have a lot of music references in finger guns and uh most of my shorts that i do all all you know steal bits of lyrics and throw them in just because i love that kind of stuff and uh yeah like you can't talk about the word rage without rage against the machine um there's a small reference to them on the back cover of this book um which in itself is also a reference to a song by uh the smashing pumpkins the the butterfly wings good one yeah Yeah, so it's our back cover is it's this red piece that's got a rat in a cage and it just has the word despite above it despite despite all my rage i'm still just a rat in a cage cage. Mm -hmm. and it's labeled rat m so r-a-t-m rage against the machine so nice yeah i love rage um and lots of of ragey music and uh (laughs) even the title of this everything is different now is from one of my favorite ragey songs by nine inch nails um called somewhat damaged Mm -hmm. yeah so it's a lyric in that says how could i ever think it's funny how everything you swore that wouldn't change is different now Um, so hell yeah yeah, that song gives me all the the right vibes for 
when I'm wanting to get ragey and, you know, thinking about all the stuff that pisses me off in the world. <laughs> yeah. So that was one that I was just like, that makes, that makes sense. And that's kind of the vibe of the book is like, I'm, you look around and, you know, everything is different than what they said it would be like when I was a kid kind of thing. Oh no, we're going through, we're going through a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Um, and I forgot, I'm so sorry, uh, our editor and, and our EIC is also part of this, so I'm so sorry, Jackie Thomas Daytona, uh, to leave you out in the dark. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I've been enjoying the conversation. I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt. I was just like, <laughs> oh, I guess Jackie's just going to chill. for. <laughs> hey, man, I was just taking a few drinks, popping my edibles and enjoying the show, but um, one thing I did want to note, uh, know is um, I have read Finger Guns and I was one of the backers of A Silent Night. And yeah. that's what I always tell you, dude, is like one of your greatest strengths is how good you're able to like emulate emotion um, and like your stories, which is my favorite thing about your writing. And for those that haven't had a chance to read either of these books, guess what? It's one of the rewards in some of these tiers. So yeah. keep that in mind <laughs> when you back. Everything is different now <laughs> because they are fantastic books. And um, not to toot your horn, but like Finger Guns was the first Vault comic I read. And I've been a fan yeah. of Vault since. So, so um, you, put, put that on your mantle. <laughs> I will. Next time I'm in a, a meeting with either of the Wassel brothers, let me be like, Finger Guns gets people in the vault. <laughs> <laughs> but I thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it. No, of course, dude. And I had a question, but I totally lost it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've been on the other side of these before, and I've, yeah, I understand when that happens. No worries. <laughs> um, I, actually, if... um. We'll go back mainstream because uh, then I can cycle back uh, to the question I had. Um, uh, what uh, what if you had you know rights to actually write this comic or this character? Um, who would you think would be the the one hero on both sides, uh, Marvel DC that would have like mental health and like how would you handle that and explain their actions? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I would. There's a lot of characters that you could do that with. Almost any. I mean, hero stories are born out of trauma, right? So, I mean, you could explore Batman, the classic, you know, Batman and his dead parents. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, one that I would love to play with is is like a, a ghost writer. Um, Ooh. Any of the ghost writers, really. I love me some Raimi Reyes, though. I love that car. The Hell Charger. Is yes. I wish I could high-five you right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, I think that you could do a lot with that between, uh, you know, generational expectations and uh, the weight of being a, you know, a, a spirit of vengeance and, and death and, and what what you would do with that, you know? And what makes it right or wrong, or etc. Okay, that's awesome. 
Um, have you like traveled with a comic or like have done any cons like trying to push your comic at all? Um, like this one specifically, everything is different now, or or any any of them. Um, unfortunately, like so, finger guns came out at the very beginning of the pandemic, like literally the end of February 2020. <laughs> Oof! Like the worst, just the worst timing. Um, so that put a, a big halt on cons for quite a while, and they're just now kind of getting back to it. So I have done a couple. Uh, mostly just running around kind of thing and, and connecting with old friends and new artists and stuff like that. Um, so I've done some. I was able to do a fun event for free comic book day with um, a shop here in Oregon. Uh, and they, yeah, put a table out and sold some finger guns and some Silent Night and some of the uh, prints from it and stuff. It was a good time. Nice. What a what actually? I guess uh, going to con or being like a comic book uh, comic book writer, like what makes you the you know I guess the happiest or like makes you feel achieved, you know, as a comic book writer. Like going to cons, I like just really connecting with people is the thing. Like whether it's uh peers and and friends or new editors or fans or anybody really that's kind of the best experience of a con really is the community and connecting with with other like-minded individuals who are into the same shit that you are so i would say that nice yeah it's always awesome meeting like-minded individuals and I mean, besides music um, and your mental health, uh, anything else that like really inspired you to really dive deep and, you know, write these sort of comics? I mean, as far as like my general vibe of writing comics that deal with a lot of emotional stuff, that's kind of been my vibe from the get go. Um, My tag on on Twitter and everything is emo comic writer for that reason to like try and sell up front that I tell emotional stories um this particular one was was just kind of i was trying to think of a good project to do in between stuff and i was like you know if i was gonna do another kickstarter what would i want to do this time and i knew i wanted to tell more than one story and was trying to think of a a good theme for myself and i just kept thinking about all the stuff that's been pissing me off lately (laughs) and yeah i was it rages in right now you know it's so definitely (laughs) it's got to click at the right time and also um i mean we can cut this but i'm really curious um a lot of comic book readers comic book fans are saying like don't you know politicize comics uh what's your take on that because i have a take on that but i want to hear your take well uh don't cut this uh because the campaign itself uh, actually answers this exact question. Um, I designed a series of of buttons for this campaign um, that they're all original designs. One of them is just our our back cover, but the other two are original ones by me. And one of them is like, it looks like an I voted sticker. Mm -hmm. It says, uh, comics are political. Yes. 
and that's because they are they always have been they were birthed in it um and anybody that wants to try and say otherwise can go look at captain america's first cover which is him punching hitler in the face <laughs> and you know same thing with all the way back to superman was you know two two jewish guys trying to get release out of storytelling in their garage you know so um comics are for everyone and they've always been political politicized or political in nature and anyone who disagrees uh is objectively wrong in my opinion yes and i will back that up because i mean take a look at the x-men uh they've been yeah looked at different ways every single time yeah i mean there's entire like college courses based on on the political implications of the x-men yes (laughs) fact that comics are political and stories in general are i mean stories are meant to spark drama or question things or you know make you feel something it's all about being uncomfortable or challenging yourself or learning something we're experiencing something. Absolutely. Um, besides Rage, like what other uh, bands have actually inspired your work? Lots. Um, like I said, like I, I've been playing music since I was 14. So I love music in a lot of ways, both playing and listening. Um, lots of like, lots of Nine Inch Nails have, has been of late. But uh, aside, from I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, lots of like everything really. Um, lots of punk music, lots of classic rock, and and contemporary like '90s stuff that I grew up on. You know, like I just, mm-hmm. I just turned in a script for a uh, an anthology that I'm going to be a part of, and like the last four lines are just directly Alanis Morissette lyrics. so i love music and all kind like i get inspired by all kinds of of it but like lately it's been a lot on the ragier side (laughs) probably what's helped with this book but like things like um have you ever heard of refused no i can't say have they're a really cool hardcore punk band from sweden that they they sing in english but like uh, um you remember uh cyberpunk 2077 oh yeah that that nightmare that came out a couple years ago uh keanu reeves's band in that is actually played by this band they refused like they made all those songs for the game and yeah they're rad like hardcore like revolution wake up and, and go punch a nazi type type rage songs Okay, I love that because I was in love with that music and I thought it was original to the game. Oh, but there's a band behind it, though. Real band. Yeah, I am all for that. Not only can you listen to like them, like so the fake name that they went by for that game is Samurai. Uh, And I think they have like five tracks at least that they made for the game. And then, yeah, they have tons of cool stuff. There's this one... Sick. Like their big transformative album is called The Shape of Punk to Come. It was like an early 90s release. It's really good and it was pretty accurate. <laughs> All right, sold. Yeah. If you want less, 
another version of rage like something that's like actually got like some hey go out and do some action type of vibes to it and like get pissed off about all the bad shit that's happening in the world that's a really good band to check out all right now i know what i'm going to bed to (laughs) i don't know about going to sleep (laughs) yeah (laughs) we'll keep you up Uh, i I actually uh... (laughs) okay deal i'll facetime you <laughs> um, I do have a a couple of things I want to talk about the project, if you don't mind. My cutting uh, in. I do, um, I do mind. I don't want to talk about. Oh, okay. Um, I'll just log off. Um, I'll come back later. <laughs> no, please, please. Um, no, yeah. The the covers, dude. Um, I mean, you always work with like such talented creators, and these people like should definitely have a much bigger spotlight on them. And I mean, Liana. I mean, she's awesome. Um, you know val obviously finger guns and he was a part of a silent night um but these covers dude oh my god they like i i think i mentioned this was one of the first things i mentioned to you when you uh came to me with the project was like these colors and like the designs like they're literally popping and they really fit the description of like what you're trying to tell because like they scream rage in like their own way um, is this something that you guys like all came together on, or is this just like creative freedom um, for Liana and, and Val on their own cover? Um, I gave them both prompts. Um, I came up with the idea for Liana's cover first. Uh, that's why it's our cover A. And it was just so I was like, I want to, like to show like music inspiring rage in somebody essentially. And otherwise, I gave gave them complete freedom, and uh, they asked for like some reference photos. And, and otherwise, they they went for it on their own, and it came out so good. And then with Val's, that was actually Michelle's, my editor Michelle's idea of like doing like a. I think we described it as a Dragon Ball Z like Super Saiyan type thing. Over, like, over, <laughs> over, like, Super Saiyan, you say. Yeah, like a sad team listening to headphones and then having like this Super Saiyan energy behind them. And Val just went went with it from there. And yeah, they both killed it. They're both definitely the fav- my favorite covers of anything I've ever done. Yeah, um, I, I immediately had it back. Um, the, whatever tier gave me both of these because there was no way I could choose between one or the other. Um, yeah. The other thing, I mean, I, I was looking through... Um, some of the art and like the titles of these stories that you're including and I mean it kind of seems to me like Adam um, Cahoon's story um, has a little bit of a, a Edgar Allan Poe influence or, or is that just wordplay uh, no it's I went there I did that yeah <laughs> um, I love it yeah, when you're a sad emo listening teen, like that's he's he's our he's everybody's dark papa. Yeah. So uh, when I was doing this story, like when I was coming up with the story ideas for this, because I knew I was gonna do shorts, and so I only needed like a a page to four pages or so is what mm-hmm. I, my goal was, and that's what I kept it. Uh, doing that. I just had like a bunch of different ideas in one of them. I was like, yeah, there's a Raven in this story. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. And when is Poe not hot? I mean, 
he's he's always a good reference and influence to touch on and i mean i mean look at shutter hey they're coming out with a new movie um and it looks sick so um the raven is you know as for what it is i still love it because it's still a spotlight on on edgar so um i definitely wouldn't pick john cusack to play him (laughs) and i definitely don't like his portrayal of him um to his credit i'm sure he did what he was told um i'm a fan of his i prefer him in comedies to be honest but um for what it was um cusack movie ever is a mixture of action and comedy and it's a gross point blank you haven't seen it oh yes <laughs> um I'm partial to Hot Tub Time Machine just because Same. I I will love any movie that goes on a Terminator rant, especially if it's cocaine fueled. So. Yep. <laughs> so you're saying this is the one Terminator. Um but you know, I love that. Um so far that's my favorite story just because of the influence. But um I am curious about all of them. So if you don't mind walking us through the stories and just like telling us a little bit about what people can expect to get out of it or at least yeah. tease them if you will i'm yeah. very curious about nosicomi salvo so i'll let you do it um in your order but yes man enlighten also, us also will may have follow-up questions but please continue absolutely uh no stop me anytime um i'll definitely get some teases here uh so yeah you mentioned the so the Edgar Allan Poe one, it's called Silent Nevermore. Um, uh, and it's that one's the most personal, I would say. It's kind of about self-discovery and discovering the truth behind the things that are hidden from you as a as as a child. Um, it kind of revolves around like a forbidden door and what happens when that door is opened. And yeah, that, I, I love that story. And Adam Cahoon is just killing it. Um, I just got some fresh panels for that uh, in the last couple of days. I'll I'll tease you guys after the after the podcast with those. They're they're great. Um, and Adam is also doing the other one that you mentioned. No sickle me, Selmo. Um, Selmo is probably my favorite creation of all time so far. Like you know. Uh, Selmo is a parody of Elmo, uh, but he's green and he's a tool for capitalism and nothing else. Uh, all he cares about is promoting capitalist ideals. And, uh, yeah, we have a fake ad selling a, like a, like a tickle me Elmo version of Selmo, which is no sickle me Selmo. And it has some of the best jokes I've ever told. (laughs) Uh, I I particularly like the box art that says it's a buyer's market. <laughs> yeah, the box art was fun. Um, I wrote, so there's four four lines on the box art, and I wrote one of those. And then Adam was like, I have all this extra room. What do you think of these lines? And I was like, yeah, just do it. And so uh, three of those lines are actually written by Adam. Uh, I wrote the land is property one. <laughs> And the other ones are Adam. <laughs> uh, so the- yeah. Yeah. And uh, like the other stuff was all my ideas on there, though. Like I, I specifically wanted 
the it like won't say gay 100% guaranteed and there's a highlight on some of the very recent uh problems in the world where with uh the the age limit on the box is negative nine to zero months so that's like a little i guess you could call it a wink and a nod (laughs) i i see what you're putting down (laughs) yeah you know uh capitalism doesn't concern itself with you after you're born unless you're spending money and so that's all somo cares about ouch yeah uh so it's a that's a really fun one uh on the less political side there's ones uh there's one just about like hanging out with friends it's called rager it's drawn by fabian lillay uh, it's a quick little sweet piece just about gaming overnight hanging out passing out on the couch with your friends having a party having a good time escaping the world you know because uh, as much as you know rage is is usually that negative and anger you know it's also important to highlight the good times when you can and oh geez there's so many good ones we have one about a traffic warning it's a simple image of traffic falling traffic light falling over and it has a warning uh with the words and that's what our other button that i designed uh, says it's themed after that and it's never stop fuck caution go now um, so that one's really fun um, another fun one pager we have a lot of one pagers I tried to like really challenge myself to do short short stuff yeah um, it's called monumental change and it's about changing monuments we'll say <laughs> Uh, what can you tell us about this fight? Mm-hmm. Uh, the so the back cover, you mean the despite one with the rat in the cage, uh, right? Rat in a cage, the one by yeah. Tench. Yeah, yeah. So that's our back cover. I was talking a little bit about that earlier, but yeah, that's it's pretty much flat out an exact uh, reference to the song "Bullet with Butterfly Wings" by Smashing Pumpkins. Right. Oh, okay. Killer song. And at the same time, we're like I said earlier, like yeah, you can't really talk about rage without mentioning Rage Against the Machine. You can't talk about rage <laughs> hell yeah, horns up about that song about this, like that's the the ragiest line ever written. Is despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. And I thought that line really summarized kind of the feeling of this book and like where I, that's why it's the back covers. I want to Mm -hmm. leave you with like, you know, despite everything that you just read in this book, we're all still just rats in a cage, you know? And and so it's kind of highlighting that at the end. Love it. I love it. And I, I think rager, um, really fits my lifestyle man I, I i can't i can't recall many times i've yelled that's fucking rage so, um All the time. definitely yeah yeah it's a good that that one was fun i actually a lot of people might not know but uh all of the characters in that group of people are are like peers of mine in the in the comic industry <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot of fun for Fabian and I to do that. It's a, a group of friends that he and I are a part of. And I was just like, let's just do it. Let's just draw all of our friends and have a good time. So, hey, man, that's an honor. 
<laughs> I was like, I thought they all dug it when I showed it. I thought it'd be pretty cool. I dig it, man. Um, th- they all sound great, and I mean, I love how you just give that final nod at the end. And like always, man, you are always touching on real shit, which I appreciate. Thanks. Yeah, that was kind of the point of this exercise, if you could call it that for me, was I wanted to really show what kind of stories I want to tell. And a lot of that is dealing with real world stuff. Um, There's another one that I have that's called Punishable Words. And that's probably the heaviest hitter we have as far as like taking, highlighting certain views uh, politically and maybe a little bit religiously speaking. And it's something that, yeah, I just, I was like, I want to say something with, with my stories, you know, I don't want to shy away from that and just, you know, tell another cool story that features a T-Rex cause that's rad. And don't get me wrong. I love rad T-Rexes, but maybe those rad T-Rexes can tell me about some shit going on. You know, they saw the comment. Yep. So that's kind of what I was going for with this one. So I'm glad that that came through. Ultimately, like, um, what is one, like, big true mission uh, message you're trying to send throughout all your books? If you can summarize it. Uh, I guess if I had to pick, like, one message, because there's always, a you know, you try to tell something different with every story type of thing, but... Uh, the very first issue of Finger Guns, the last line of it, I was being, you know, cheesy. <laughs> and I, the when I wrote it, I wrote it as a, like, I'm talking directly to my reader right now. And <clears throat> it says, uh, like, it's okay, maybe we can be alone together. And that's kind of my vibe is like, I don't want anybody to ever feel alone. Mm-hmm. Because no matter how dark your life seems on any particular day or how weird you think you are or different you think you are, you're not. Uh, and any differences and any uh, things like that should be celebrated and highlighted. And they make you you. And I just want people to be able to feel like they can be themselves and know that they're not alone. In the world. Damn, that's actually really good. <laughs> Thanks. It, was, no, that it speaks deep, especially with uh, when, you know, the pandemic first happened, you know, there's a lot of people that were yeah. definitely alone, you know? Yeah, not only just physically like that, but like mental health spiked a lot during the pandemic. You know, a lot more people are, are seeking therapy and, and groups. And I mean, like there's whole entire TikTok trends about mental health. And I love that. It's great. Definitely, like, uh, mental health uh, needs to be, again, you've brought it up multiple times, not stigmatized. It's something that needs to become, uh, you know, the norm needs to be recognized. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so many people suffer, you know, and, you know, a lot of people, like, when I was a kid, I was raised thinking, like, well, if you say you're depressed, it means that you want to kill yourself. And that's just not true. And depression comes in all shapes and forms and levels of intensity and, and same with every single other mental diagnosis. And 
it's one of the hardest diseases to combat because we just don't know anything about it. And the human brain is so complex. It's so different for every individual. So it's important to not hide those things and to let people feel comfortable talking about it. Cause otherwise it's never going to get resolved. Right. And everybody handles depression a different way, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Depression can be anything from just not wanting to get out of bed to, you know, crying uncontrollably for no reason. And, and people have different outlets. You know, some people will listen to music. Some people play video games. Some people need to talk it out. You just got to find what works for you. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead, dude. No, I was just saying it's, uh, it's going to be an adventure. Like, uh, not really an adventure, but it's going to be like, truly figuring out what works for you with that with any uh, mental health issue like how you cope with it and how it makes you how you find a way to remedy it basically sorry thomas go ahead oh no i was yeah i was just gonna kind of piggyback on that and like just like let people know like don't wait until you're at that level you know um many people can be functioning um and fun and you know have depression i mean look at like not not that you know they're better than us or like more important but like chester bennington and like robin williams like super successful people like every day like doing what they did and you know being successful at it and the way they ended their lives like um to me, like the most insulting thing I, I've ever heard as somebody that suffers depression was a, a psychologist tell me that um, he didn't believe I was depressed because I was too well groomed. And, you know, I, I didn't understand that. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't have the luxury of not showering and not showing up to work because I, I, I don't have the funds to just fall apart. So, um, you know, just don't wait for those that are suffering and feel like, oh, you know, I can still get up to go to work or, you know, I'm still hanging in there. Like, you don't have to wait until you completely fall apart to get help. And, um, you know, true. like you said, um, you know, it's a day at a time. And like, like you said, you know, it kind of sounds kind of cheesy, but at the same time, like from the inside looking out, sometimes when you're at your lowest, a day feels like an eternity. So, um, I think that's probably the best thing you could have, like the best way you could have put it was taking it one day at a time because it, what what is a day for somebody that doesn't deal with these things can literally feel like it's never ending for somebody that is. So uh, I thought that was really well put, dude. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I've been a person who's spent 75% of a day in bed because I didn't. I just didn't have the drive to get up. I just couldn't do it. And those days suck. They're really slow. They really feel like eternity. And you spend that eternity in your own thoughts, in your own silence, doing nothing. And it's it can be terrifying. That's the concept behind a silent night is how one of the scariest moments was when I was alone with my thoughts because I hated it. So... Uh, yeah, mental health doesn't show it show itself. You know, it's not a physical thing. So, like the fact that somebody told you, like, "Oh, you're too well groomed," that's that's really bad advice, because anybody can that looks like anything can 
can be suffering from any mental illness and you have no idea. And yeah, it's definitely important to encourage people to seek help. You know, don't wait. Don't, you know, don't think that you need to, like, like I said, like it was the stigma when I was a kid that like being depressed meant that you wanted to kill yourself. So if you didn't feel like you wanted to kill yourself, then you believed you weren't depressed. And so that's for a long time. I was like, I'm not, I don't have depression. That's not a thing for me because I don't want to kill myself. So obviously that must be the case. And it's just, it's wrong. It, It made me suffer for a very long time that I didn't need to suffer as much. So definitely seek help as soon as you have problems and don't be afraid of it. Definitely. I love it. I love you. <laughs> I, I love you too, man. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it, to your point, you know, with like the whole stigma, like I, I like that I'm seeing it more on the medical side too. Like I feel like these people are, you know, recognizing it. Um, and I mean, medical professionals, like doctors, nurses. Um, I mean, I have a ton of horror stories just you know throughout the years of like medical professionals that to 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 their credit um you know i i feel like this isn't something that they were emotionally or mentally trained to deal with which you know it happens um so i don't hold it against them personally but you know as somebody that was dealing with it to like have to go through those situations on top of everything else like it it's not a fun time um, so, you know, if you do need help, I mean, find it where you can. I mean, if you don't want to go to a doctor, find what works for you. I mean, I've found many different ways of like self-therapy um, that have helped. I mean, video games is a big one for me. Uh, it's a huge de-stressor and, you know, just jumping outside of my own mind and my own life um, to a whole different one. I don't have to be myself. so. Um, you know, um, just find what works for you. Um, th- there's something out there. So, um, um, I'll highlight, you know, since I partnered with them for a silent night and we're talking about my comics, uh, the ADAA, uh, mm-hmm. which you can just go to ADAA.org, I believe it is, or just Google ADAA. It's Association and Depression, uh, sorry, Anxiety and Depression Association of America. Uh, they are a great resource for like you can go there and it's like there's forums and there's people that are telling their stories or there's like literal people that you can talk to or you know various resources to like find a therapist in your area like they they know the different avenues and they will help you explore what can work best for you if you are really like needing help like somebody can help you find what you need absolutely and uh we're running on our time so just really quickly uh where can we find you and your comic and your support uh yeah um you can find me on twitter mostly i'm at emo comic writer on there and that's where you'll see the most updates on my work and you know pictures of my dog and updates on <laughs> things I'm watching and playing and all that kind of stuff. Um, and especially like this campaign right now, it's where I'm the most heavily uh, promoting it. So you can see all the different art and 
the different rewards and all that kind of stuff. And we're, we've been doing giveaways on there. So lots of different ways to get engaged on my Twitter. If you, if you follow me there, uh, mm-hmm. as far as my books, finger guns is everywhere. Uh, luckily, um, you can get it at any comic shop, you know, if they don't have it, they can order it through, uh, Simon and Schuster, which also means that any bookstore can order it. Um, so yeah, you can get it kind of anywhere. Uh, a Silent Night is currently only available through me. So, and right now it's currently only available through this Kickstarter. For everything is different now. You can get both Finger Guns and A Silent Night, and both covers uh, of this book, uh, all in one tier. Uh, How so many all... Benjamins do I need to throw your way for that? Yeah, uh, not even a, a Benjamin. It's uh, I believe it's fifty bucks plus shipping. Okay. So, um, really curious, um, cause I was a con recently, like, um, and you, you know, uh, having your, your, you know, your table, your booth, um, at cons, like how has that worked out for you? I've not really done tabling at cons, um, other than I've had a couple of really nice friends who had a table that like, let me sit there. And then like, I had some, some of my books. So I threw them up on the table next to my friend kind of deal. Uh, but I love cons. I love being at them. I love being on either side of the table. So I've like I've done some tabling at smaller events, and that's always a blast. I love getting to tell people about my books and and showing off all the amazing art from all the artists that I get to work with uh, and talking about the process. You know, it's usually fun. You get occasional the one person that just doesn't. They're like, wait, you do you draw everything, and then and then like you just can't explain it to them. <laughs> but <laughs> I still have a good time, and I love that. And um, I, I I won't be tabling at this one either, but I will be doing a signing and a panel for Rose City Comic Con. Oh, fucking Portland! Oh my god. Yep. So anybody that's making it there, uh, it's what September 9th through the eleventh. I'll be wandering around there. I'll sign anything that anybody throws at me at any time. So do that. And also, I guess I'll have a signing at the vault booth. I'm not sure which day yet, but all right. Sometime. Um, so uh, quick little side question. Um, my friends here have actually um, done their own individual and like um, written their own comic self published uh would you be welcome and like be more than happy to like join the podcast and like me just ask questions about the whole creative process because like their comics pretty badass and i need to read yours so yeah i love chatting about comics and creative process and all that good stuff so i'm always down hell yeah we'll get your lady on the socials later sweet yeah um and so I just got got to tie into um any like cringy things or like anything that's happened to you in a and I try to be mean about it, but like in a um in a con that's just like okay, cool, like I gotta attend these people or like what are you asking? Like, have you had any of those kind of uh Yeah, I think we all had some moments that kind of, like you know, things go wrong in different ways. My like my biggest pet peeve at cons is just people that don't bathe. Like if you stink like bo and you're in a crowded con- condensed area, 
it's just rude <laughs> like i don't definitely to smell that uh <laughs> that but like a specific like bun story uh I guess kind of like what I was referencing before I had one gentleman come to a table of mine and he just like, he couldn't grasp how comics are made and he kept thinking that he could just make them himself. And even though I explained like, Oh no, like, you know, I, I worked with a company and I had to pitch and like, I didn't draw this. I had to work with like a whole team of people. And he was like, Oh, so I could just like draw a thing on a paper and do it myself. I was like, I guess you go for it. I hope it's great. You do, you do, buddy. You do, yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of stuff is always, it's, it can be frustrating, but it's also, you know, it's always fun to look back at it in hindsight. I am Jackie and Justin, writer of Finger Guns and everything is different now. Um, you can check out his Kickstarter page in the comments of this episode. Um, but I appreciate you, dude. And I know you're going to be uh, probably joining us in a few episodes in the future. Um, one that we are working on um, that's going to be having a, a debut pilot episode uh, will be coming from um, one of our newest hosts um, that's trying to launch this show, um, Ronnie Hamilton. Um, he's going to be doing a cannabis-inspired um, um, series. Um, we're going to be talking about all, all kinds of things uh, related to cannabis from health benefits to um, cannabis-related media, um, comics, movies, songs, um, and Let's we're, we're looking to have a couple of guests. I know, Justin, you were interested, so we'll pro- I'm sure we're going to probably see you um, there in the future. But um, all, all think the devil's lettuce. So <laughs> yeah, are you talking yes. about coleslaw? <laughs> I'm just um, but yeah, uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up, and then as always, um, if you're looking for um, some good written content or um, you know, other stuff we're working on. It's always available at geek-network.com. Um, so check it out. And then as always, I do appreciate when you guys leave comments in the episodes and you hit the subscribe button. You don't have to look to find out when the next episode's available because it'll notify you, which I like my life easy. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. But again, thank you everybody. And as always, geek responsibly. Bliss I.O. Oh.